1: Get IPVanish now for 70% off a yearly plan with this exclusive offer at ipvanish.com slash audio.
2: Another edition of the Talking Mets Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Silva, here on this Sunday, November the 27th, Thanksgiving weekend. If you want to check out the show live or on replay, very rarely it's live, but we may have a live show. We'll tease that a little bit. You can go to MetsamorizedOnline.com, send me a tweet, at Mike Silva Media, and uh, you can get me on SoundCloud, iTunes, or pretty much whatever podcasting service you desire. If there's one that we're not on, let me know. I'll try to get on there. And uh, we'll make it happen. Hey, hope everybody had a great Thanksgiving. I'm I'm sure you're coming out of your turkey coma by now and probably have to go back to work tomorrow. I don't know. When you're checking this out, maybe it's on your way in on the commute. Maybe it's Sunday night. I don't know. If you're a Walking Dead fan, maybe you're using this as a way to tease into or come down from the Walking Dead. Um, But anyway, I originally wasn't going to have a show. It's a holiday weekend. With this whole CBA situation in baseball, I wasn't sure if there'd be a lot of news, and there really isn't. However, last week we had discussed a little bit, or I was talking a little bit about, some rumors from uh, a friend of Mets Marized Online, uh, someone I follow uh, over at New York Sports Day, Rich Mancuso, who since last year, since January, has really been plugged in to the Ioannis Cespedes situation. He was one of the first people last January that said, hey, Mets are back in this, and the Mets are going to get him. So I trust his reporting. I trust that he's done a good vetting of sources. Rich has been a long-time sports writer, journalist, covered a lot of teams in this town for a long time, continues to do so over at New York Sports Day, specializes in baseball and boxing, Uh, baseball, which obviously matters to us. But if you go over to New York Sports Day, he does a bunch of other stuff. There's some stuff about Fordham, and I know he writes about the Yankees and so on and so forth. So... Rich, who's covering the Jets later today, has been kind enough to join us in a couple of minutes before he goes over to MetLife um, and and give us an update on you in to see what's going on. Really, if you read what the situation has been through the media, everything is in a holding pattern due to the CBA where there's been some talk this week that there'll potentially be a lockout. And if there is, that may muck up things for the winter meetings and the transactions and so on and so forth. I have a hard time believing that both sides really want to go down that route with the kind of money that is out there. John Heyman was on WFAN earlier this weekend talking about how – and it's an unnamed team, but really a low-revenue small market team had an offer out there for $1.5 billion. Amazing. Think about it. $1.5 billion for a small market team. The days of owners like a Bud Selig who was a used car salesman or even an entrepreneurial type like the Wilpons – uh, who was into real estate, it's it's over. You just can't go in and buy a team now. You need to be a venture capital group. This is big business. The point being, do you th- really think that the league, both the Players Association and the owners, want to ruin what is really a golden goose? This isn't like the early 90s when the owners were trying to uh, really put their thumb down on the, the Players Association. This is a different world. Uh, this is a truly partner's There's a lot of money on both sides. Neither side wants to mess with that. So I fully expect an agreement to be had, which probably will be centered on this whole draft pick compensation. Now, how that impacts Cespedes, I don't know. Certainly another team which originally didn't want to give up a draft pick and doesn't have to may jump in the fray. So that's something that I potentially would caution everybody on. But I'm not sure in just a matter of a day they could flip the switch this Thursday and change what has already been a free agent market that has already been started, essentially. But you never know. So anyway, we're going to get Rich Mancuso on in a couple of minutes. He's going to give us an update on Cespedes. He's been very bullish and optimistic about Cespedes. If you read across the internet, it seems like the CBA has kind of put stuff on hold. Everybody feels that Cespedes wants to come back. He's comfortable in New York. He likes his teammates. He likes his manager. It's just a matter of what's the price, what's fair market value. In this market as you have in uh, win Jose Batista, and there's not as, as, as many options out there, the Mets may have to go to five years. And I know that that's somewhat of a scary proposition because, and I'm with this, most hitters, I think, a five-year deal for a hitter is safe. Pitchers, you don't want to go more than three. But the best value deal, the safest deal for any team, would be a three-year deal. I would sign for those all the time. Fortunately, if I was an owner or a general manager, and that's the route I went and I stayed firm, on a three-year deal, I wouldn't sign anybody because other teams are going to go out there and they're going to outbid you because they're going to see five-year deal, and they're going to understand that you may have a sunk cost in year five uh, or more. Look at David Wright's seven-year deal. There's going to be a number of sunk costs or lack of value there in the back end of that contract. So anyway, it looks like the the piece that we're waiting or the domino we're waiting to fall, which is Cessna, but it should fall soon – Uh, I don't know if between now and our next show next Sunday it will fall. Um, But I think that, you know as I said, as I kicked off the hot stove this offseason, the Mets are not going to let this thing drag into January. And the Mets are not going to let this drag past the winter meetings because if it does and Cespedes starts to field larger offers or areas they're not comfortable going, they need to move on. They need to move on maybe to a Batista, Jose Batista, maybe to a Dexter Fowler. Um, there's been some speculation, can they tra- trade for Evan Longoria? Not sure not sure I would want to do that, but anyway, there are going to be other options, and it changes the entire complexion of this team because other dominoes have to fall after Cespedes. Does Jay Bruce get traded? Um, what do they do with Conforto, Granderson? So there's a lot of questions that need to be answered that are getting locked up around this Cespedes stuff. So anyway, I'm curious to hear what Rich has to say. Let's get to it. We're going to take a quick break. When we return, Rich Man Cuso, New York Sports Day, at ring786 on Twitter. He's going to give us the latest on Ioannis Sespetus. You're listening to the Talking Mets podcast. I'm your host, Mike Silva. You can check out the show at MetsMorizedOnline.com. Send me a tweet at Mike Silva Media, and I'm on SoundCloud, iTunes, or whatever podcasting service you desire. If I'm not, let me know. Send me a tweet. I'll try to get on there. We'll be right
3: back. Hey, Mets fans. I'm going to let you in on a little secret. If you're looking for the best, unbiased, and independent coverage of the New York Mets, then look no further than MetsmerizedOnline.com. Metsmerized Online is the go-to place for comprehensive Mets coverage, including exclusive interviews, daily original articles, great weekly features, in-depth analysis, minor league reports, game-by-game breakdowns, and so much more. Find out why thousands of fans turn to Metsmerized online every day to get the latest news and opinions about the Mets. Coming from an impressive staff of the most passionate fans and skilled writers ever assembled all in one place. Check it out for yourselves, Mets fans. Go to Metsmerizedonline.com right now. That's Mets, M-E-R-I-Z-E-D, online.com, and get Metsmerized today.
2: We're back, Talking Mets podcast. Uh, Mike Silva here, and I'm happy to have with me Rich Mancuso. You guys probably know Rich over at New York Sports Day. He does that, a bunch of other sports and publications, uh, a lot of baseball and boxing. But he's all over the New York sports map, and you could check him out on Twitter at Ring786. Rich, Mike Silva, happy Thanksgiving weekend, I guess. How you doing,
4: Mike? Happy Thanksgiving to you too. I'm
2: right, trying, uh,
4: excuse me, enjoy the off season a little bit. But, you know, baseball now has become 24-7 with uh, all the moves the rumors, you know.
2: Yeah, not not a deal. You've been on it, and you've been on it, Rich. I mean, um, you know, going all the way back to last January uh, with Cespedes, you know, you were one of the few guys that that basically started to say, hey, Cespedes can return. And and you have been pretty consistent since the opt-out that the Mets are in pretty good shape and that ultimately you feel based on your information, that uh, he's going to return to the Mets. Do you still feel that way here uh, this Thanksgiving weekend?
4: Yeah, I do. I do. I, you know, a couple of days ago, I think maybe it was 50-50, but uh, I did a little, uh, little more searching yesterday, and I feel more optimistic. And uh, as a Mets fan, you should be that he will return. Um, there, there are a lot of factors involved here. I think a lot of teams are not, uh, don't want to take the risk on uh, a long-term deal, so much the money, but the long-term deal being also that they have other needs than an outfielder. And, um, you know, I, I, one person told me over the, over this holiday weekend that a couple of teams are backing off because of the quad injury and, um, they feel, as I wrote during the season, that he's a prima donna in, 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 in you know, in the clubhouse. And he, you know, he gets special treatment. I don't know if that's particularly the case, Mike. He loves his golf game. We know that. That's one of the reasons he loves New York. He loves the golf courses here. But uh, he's a great clubhouse guy. I know the Mets clubhouse uh where I am all the time. The, the team loves him. Uh, every guy in the clubhouse loves him. They love his leadership. They love his enthusiasm. And also, he loves Terry Collins, and Collins, despite everything, loves him. So, uh, so teams are backing off on it a little bit, but I'm a little more optimistic that the Mets will uh, re- indeed resign him and bring him back because of his love for his New York. And the question I'm always getting, like, is the deal. What will it be? And, you know, I would say the Mets will go four, maybe even the five-year deal, which they didn't want to do. But they're so intent on bringing them back. I think they'll get it done. And I think it'll get done by the winter meetings. But don't count my words on it. You know how this is.
2: No, this this stuff changes. And, you know, Matt Eholt of The Record was on a couple of weeks ago, and we were talking about Cespedes, and he made a great point. It, it ties into what you just said. Really, from a resume standpoint, not much has changed from Cespedes last year to this year. He's a year older. I understand the market's a little bit thinner, but you would think if that team was ready to blow the Mets away, you know, totally out of the water financially, they didn't do it last year. What, maybe it's a little bit more competitive this year, but nothing much has changed. Is that, is that a correct assertion in your opinion?
4: Yeah, I think, you know, it, it, it's, it's more in the Mets' favor because what you said, Mike, nothing, you know, nothing much has changed. I mean, you're going to get, as he gets older, Uh, less production. Uh, You know, in baseball, and you talk to the scouts and it's so true, as you get older, your skills decline. So, and I think that's one of the hesitations that any team, even the Mets, would consider about him. But he's an impact player. That's what the big thing about it. Cespedes is an impact player. And we've seen that. And everyone knows that. If you're a Mets fan, you know what I'm talking about. He's an impact player. And that's why the guy is so much in demand by a Met fan. They see the difference when he's in the lineup. They win ball games. When he's not in the lineup, they don't win as many ball games. He's the impact player. He's the guy that does it. And I have never seen in all my years, and I'm doing this now what, 38 years almost, uh, uh, and covering the Mets baseball, other the sports, especially covering the Mets. And I'm a Met fan by myself. Uh, also, people don't know by now they should, I've never seen a player in Mets history, in the lineup, in such demand as, as the fans want him. I've never seen the buzz about one ball player, even more than Mike Piazza when he was here in New York with the Mets. I've never seen it. I mean, my Twitter account explodes. I get fans that, you know, that don't think he's coming back and then, and they get to the point, they get so much into this, they get insulting, which I don't like, by the way, on Twitter. If you insult me, there's no reason for that. I will block you, and I did a couple of times. I did that yesterday. But going back to this, uh, you know, his popularity in New York and his man as a player in New York, it's unbelievable. I've never seen this. So, he, he Mike, he's an impact player.
2: No, no doubt. I have with me Rich Mancuso on uh, New York Sports Day. At ring 786 does great work. Uh, definitely follow him. If there was a team in competition, uh, you know, just recently came out earlier today, the Dodgers have a debt situation that has to be uh, taken care of. That might prevent them from even re-signing their own free agents. You've heard the Nats. Uh, the Yankees have been circling the wagon. The Giants get the most, uh, I guess, dark horse publicity out there. Do you feel there's a team out there lurking that you're a little bit worried about if you were Sandy Alderson?
4: Oh, yeah, I would say the Giants because they're going to be in need for uh, for some outfield help. Uh, and if any team would give the Mets a little competition on this now it would be the Giants. I'm going to rule out the Dodgers, I, as I said yesterday on Twitter, and I'll be writing about this probably tomorrow by Tuesday. Um, I, I, the Dodgers have other needs, uh, other issues, so I would rule them out. Not that they will make a play for it, they 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 are talking, but I don't think that that's the direction they want to go. Uh, as far as the Nationals, uh, I know that the Nationals right now they were in it last year, they backed away, and right now that's the same thing. They're just looking in; they're looking to see how this goes, but their their priority is not acquiring the Cespedes. You know, they do not uh, look at him as being the guy that they want at this point. So I'm them out. The Yankees, we already know. Brian Cashman just about confirmed that even to me the other night at a, at a uh, holiday event that they were just looking in, checking out, and they have other needs. And it, that kind of makes sense that he would be a Yankee. But you never know with the Yankees, you never know what they're going to do all of a sudden because they always have the money to do things, whether you're sharing or not. I think the main team the Mets have to worry about here. Are the Giants, and I wouldn't really out the to Toronto Blue Jays because they've got two outfielders out there right now that are on the free agent market and Encarnacion and even Batista, even though Batista could play first base as well, uh, but the Giants and then I had to here in the Marlins, but then that that, that uh, hasn't come up as much, so Giants definitely, and the Dodgers uh, looking in maybe on it, but the Mets definitely the front runner.
2: If you look at uh, let's let's assume a Cespedes return, does that necessitate the Mets absolutely having to cha- trade Jay Bruce or maybe Curtis Granderson? The outfield gets a little clumsy with both those guys and Cespedes and Conforto. Uh, do the Mets need yeah. to, to to shed that for payroll purposes? Like, what do you think of that dynamic with the whole Cespedes
4: situation? Well, it does give the Mets. Uh it does up their payroll obviously but you know we, no one really knows what the revenue sharing situation is going to be until they this CBA is uh, ironed out in the next few days um, it does present the situation for the Mets where they have more flexibility and they could they could do some things and, and Jay Bruce is one of them and they know that they got Conforto and if a right deal came up uh, where they can get something back. They could package Conforto in some deal. I don't think Grandison's going anywhere. He's going to stay here and f- finish up his contract and hope for have another good, productive season. Um, it does provide flexibility. The one guy that they that I think the Mets would consider moving would be because of the infield. And even though uh, they don't have Wilson Herrera, hoping on because in not re-signing Neil Walker again, which I was a little skeptical about. They could trade a Wilma Flores maybe, it may be, maybe a Conforto and Flores or something. And it might be because they might need uh, a, a, re- a relief pitcher. They might need a guy, a closer, who's familiar is uh, most likely going to get suspended, as we know. Um, but a, a Jay Bruce, I would... Consider, I haven't heard it, uh, any definites about it, but uh, that's uh, also a situation. Do you, if something comes up to you, get rid of a Jay Bruce and get something back, hoping also that if he stays here, he's going to rebound and have a whole full season spring training and offer the production the Mets need out of him in the lineup. Um, I, I, I kind of think that the, the Mets will be set and okay, is Cespedes comes back, and there's also the chances that Cespedes could get hurt, so there's always uh, that need for, for that excess outfielder. So um, the Mets, if anything, I, uh, I will, Mike, if I'm explaining this right, uh, the need for pitching all of a sudden has become something that you never think that they would have to look at. That's why I don't understand them not bringing back Bartol Cologne for one year. Even for twelve point million, but that was a sign they're putting their money into because by holding on to that money,
2: yep, absolutely, and of course Neil Walker, uh that money yeah. too. um a couple of things I know you have to run, you're covering the jets um prediction four one twenty for suspectance will a 50 year guaranteed uh take you know make it done be necessary to get it done what what do you feel this I, yeah, happen? I think
4: it's very. <laughs> I think somewhere in the 120, 120 range, maybe a little less. It take, you know, the four years. Uh, I, I, at this point, the Mets would be looking at doing the four years and around 120. I've heard uh, that that's probably the range that they're going to go. And, again, we're just right now talking, and, and, and it's a matter of, you know, what you hear. See, when you... When you come down to this, you know, and I could tell you as an example from last year, one day you hear one thing, next day you hear another. So you don't know what's really happening, you're only going on what you can go on from your reliable sources. And in the business over the years, reliable sources sometimes don't become very reliable. And last year, I just happened to have very good reliable sources that could have that nailed it that he was coming back the key thing here again and every Met fan has to remember is this the Mets have the money to pay this guy and Ioannis Cespedes wants to stay in New York and he wants to stay as a New York Met those are the two key things to look at the Mets will never tell you they have the money to do it because we know their history about spending but this we do not for sure that Cespedes wants to stay here. He loves New York, he loves the fans, loves the clubhouse, loves the manager, and um, most of all, he fits into their lineup perfectly, and and he loves Terry Collins, even though there was that problem last season with the, the quad injury and the golf, playing golf and all that stuff. They can get by that. They can get by that. That's the thing. Cespedes wants to stay here. The Mets have the money to do it. And they can go four years, 120 if they have
2: to. Last thing. Um, it looks like after Cespedes, the rest of the offseason may not be sexy, but potentially trading for relievers, someone who could close, names like David Robertson, came on, maybe signing a loogie. Uh, Jerry Blevins maybe pricing himself out of their range. Um, there's a lot going on. But other than maybe a loogie, another you know, bullpen arm, it sounds like a guy like Kelly Johnson or even another veteran uh, bench bat is not a direction they're going to go. The forty man is st- stuffed right now, so they'd have to make some moves. Uh, what do you see outside of Suspectus as that domino falls? Anything that you think would happen? Maybe in as maybe even as early as the winter meetings.
4: I think the priority is they got to find a uh, a guy that can uh, replace the absence of familiar because it's it is inevitable that he will get a suspension and uh, is Addison Reed the guy that can close games he's done it before but I don't think he'd be able to have that uh, persona to do it here in New York I don't think Reed would be the guy to close games uh, in familiar's absence so there is a need and and when you look at it how many guy how many uh, top relief pitchers are out there to get? And honestly, I couldn't tell you off the top of my head what direction the Mets are going to go with that. They, they might keep it within Mike and just work on what they got. But they're going to need a bona fide closer. They're so going to need somebody to come in and replace his absence because that is inevitable. We won't know more until the next few days, uh, probably to the end of the week, hopefully when the CBA agreement is reached, and it will be. But that's why it's been quiet the last week or so because uh baseball and management, uh, the players and the uh and management have to get together yet before another collective bargaining agreement. But the Mets do need need in the bullpen. And we and we know that. Familiar or not, they still need that.
2: Absolutely. So what do you got coming up? Obviously you're covering the Jets, you do boxing, New York Sports Day at ring seven eighty six. <laughs> Let the listeners know what, what they could expect from you. Uh, obviously, baseball-wise, and anything else over the next of the the next couple of weeks. Mike, right. Yeah. The uh,
4: the little time off in December with the holidays, but um, the winter meetings are coming up in the next week or two, and uh, that's always that's always interesting. I think I'm going to go down there for uh, one or two days and see what uh, to develop down there. And I do expect there'll be activity down there uh, on on and all fronts here in New York, Mets, Yankees. And it's always a fun time of year to cover the winter news. And, you know, I'm doing a jet game today against New England and a couple of hockey games at uh, the Islanders uh, with New York Sports Day, which is a, a rising website. And uh, good credit to Joe McDonald as the managing editor who made this thing work. Because we have Wally Matthews on board right now, who is a uh, Saw that. Yeah. former Yankee beat writer with ESPN and done the New York Circle with all the newspapers. Uh, and of course boxing i'm writing a book about uh hector camacho the the former two three-time champion uh words from his son hector jr about his father. So that's a project i'm working on It's keeping me busy and um you know I'm, I'm i've become a little more diverse as i get older here to do a little more than the baseball and the boxing that i love keep me busy over the winter you know it's a it's a fun game, It's a, being around sports, and it's always something going on, as you know, Mike. So, But they do, people can read me, com, and a couple of other websites as well, but that's the major one right there.
2: Well, I appreciate you coming on holiday weekend. I enjoy your work. Uh, well, well Mike, I you. thank
4: you. I appreciate it. I, I, I wish I had more time with you, and no then no I'm sorry start, start that there's my us, little coughing we'll interruption us. there, but no, I will no, leave no. you with this. Sure. Uh, going back to Cespedes, uh, uh, it's 50-50. I would say more so uh, that 150 is that it's very favorable for the Mets. It's Met fans, not to panic about this and worry about where's he you going. Uh, you're going to hear this, and you're going to hear all these rumors. And you're going to hear all these teams. But the, the favorable part, again, as I said earlier here, Mike, is that he wants to stay in New York. And the Mets are doing their damn best to do everything to keep him here because they feel this is the guy they need in that lineup. And uh, if not, there will be other options. But uh, when we talk, spring training comes around, I'm sure you're going to see Cespedes riding in in grand style again in Port St. Lucie.
2: Mets fans can only hope. Rich, be well. Thank you again. Hope you had a good Thanksgiving, and we'll catch up in the next couple of months. Mike, happy holidays to you.
4: Hope to see you at the ballpark soon. Anytime, my friend. Thank you.
2: Take care. Rich uh, Mancuso, you can check him out on Twitter, at Ring786. New York Sports Day does great work. Um, and new, uh, new guest, new, new, new voice to this uh, Talking Mets podcast, which has continued to evolve over the last year. A couple of programming notes before we wrap up here. Um, the winter meetings is December 4th to the 8th, so that's starting next Sunday. So here's the plan, and I'm going to talk to our, our buddy Joe D. over at MetsMorizedOnline.com. So we'll do a preview next uh, Sunday of the winter meetings. We'll preview. We'll kind of get a feel of, okay, this is what we're hearing, what we'd like to see the Mets do. The Mets coming away with it. Maybe CES, but is signed by this time next, year, next week. Maybe not. We'll see. Then the plan would be the Thursday that the winter meetings end, that's the 8th, that night. I'll set something up at that night, maybe a 9 o'clock, 8.30 start. Depends, and we'll do a live call-in show. What the point of that show would be twofold. Number one, I'll record a segment. Maybe, maybe we'll get Rich back on. I don't know. We'll see with with somebody who kind of could recap where the Mets were, what happened, and so on and so forth. And then we'll get your opinion, and we'll uh, we'll hear from you. And I'll take some calls, and we'll have to say, we'll see if there's an interest to that. I'll talk to Joe over MetsMarized Online. And it might be something fun. We talked about doing it during the season. The season didn't develop where there was that, oh, there's that big series where we want to, you know, really do something like this going in. But um, maybe we'll try something a little bit different. So, anyway, um, you know, that's how we'll uh, we'll take it. And uh, appreciate everybody joining uh, in on this Thanksgiving weekend. A little bit of a shorter show. But we wanted to get a cesspitus update. Want to thank Rich Cuso. Check him out at New York Sports Day at Ring786 on Twitter. Of course, you can check out the show all the time on MetsMorizedOnline.com. Send me a tweet at Mike Silva Media, and you can get me on SoundCloud, iTunes, or whatever podcasting service you desire. I'm your host, Mike Silva. Hope everybody had a great Thanksgiving. Enjoy the rest of this weekend. I will see you next week.